Search teams from the US and Canada are racing against time to locate a submersible with five people on board that went missing on a trip to explore the wreck of the Titanic. Ships and planes are involved in the search in the North Atlantic, around 640 kilometres or 400 miles off the coast of Newfoundland in Canada. The Titanic, which sank in 1912, lies nearly 4,000 metres beneath the surface. One of those on board the submersible is the British billionaire and explorer Hamish Harding. Nick Johnson has the latest. Small, with barely enough room to sit, this is the Titan submersible. Tasked with diving to depths few other vessels can reach, now missing in the middle of the North Atlantic. It's got one button, and that's it. The dive had been organised by the tour firm OceanGate, its boss speaking to the BBC last year and describing how Titan is steered. It's basically a Sony PlayStation-style controller. If you want to go forward, you press forward. If you want to go back, you press back. You want to turn to the left, it's like that. You want to turn to the right, you turn to the right. The Polar Prince, the ship carrying the sub, left St John's in Newfoundland, arriving near the wreck site on Sunday. The sub then began its descent to the seabed, a journey thought to take around four hours. But after one hour and 45 minutes, contact was lost. The sub is around seven metres long, and can carry up to five people. There's said to be enough oxygen for four days. The US Coast Guard in Boston says it's coordinating the operation with help from other US and Canadian agencies. It is a challenge to conduct a search in that remote area, but we are deploying all available assets to make sure that uh, we can uh, locate uh, the craft and uh, uh, rescue uh, the, the people on board. This is what it's all about, catching a glimpse of the world's most famous shipwreck. Images circulated to TV screens around the world for decades, nearly £200,000 for an expedition with Ocean Gate to see it with your own eyes. The wreck lies more than 300 miles from the nearest coastline, and two and a half miles below the sea's surface. As you go down into the ocean, light only penetrates for a couple hundred meters. And um, at that point, it's almost pitch black. And after you get one kilometer down, there's absolutely no light anymore, uh, which means that if it's at great depth, then it, they're going to be operating in complete darkness. In a post on social media, the family of British billionaire and explorer Hamish Harding has confirmed he's on board. Posting on Facebook over the weekend, Mr Harding described feeling proud that he would be on board the expedition and referred to the calibre of the other explorers taking part. All stations are reporting a dive as a go. Please stand by. In a statement, Ocean Gate said it's exploring all options to bring everyone back safely and that its entire focus is on the crew members and their families. Nick Johnson, BBC News. Well, our correspondent Jessica Parker is in Boston and sent us this update overnight. This is now a major search operation involving people from Canada and the US as well. Multiple aircraft have been sent to the area and they are scanning the surface of the ocean to look for any sign of potentially the vessel re-emerging after it began that dive on Sunday morning. 
sonar buoys, or buoys as the Americans call them, have also been dropped onto the surface of the ocean. They're looking to detect any activity beneath the surface of the water. Commercial vessels are also being pulled in to help carry out this search. Now, the search is happening 900 miles from the northeast coast of America here. So it's an extremely remote location, which the US Coast Guard says means it's challenging. What they've also said is that they anticipate, they believe, that the vessel may have somewhere between 70 to 96 hours left of emergency oxygen. Professor Don Walsh is a former US Navy captain and the first person alongside Swiss oceanographer Jacques Picard to reach the deepest known part of the ocean in 1960. He told us about the considerations when diving at such a depth. Getting ready for uh, the dive, of course you have to be um, make sure that the sea state, the weather, um, that is how rough the sea is and what the weather forecast is because I think the dive uh, Ocean Gate was saying it's a, um, it's about an eight hour dive. So as we all know, over eight hours, weather can change a bit. So you have to think about that, what the weather's going to be when you launch. And if it's too rough, you can't launch. And then what's it going to be when you come back up? Because if it's too rough, then you're going to have a problem even bringing the sub back aboard your launch platform. And then of course, uh, making sure carefully checking all of the equipment, doing your your pre-dive checkouts with the electronics, making sure your life support system is all loaded on board the 96 hours that you uh, you want to have as a backup. It's many things. I mean, depending on what your mission is, a scientific mission, then there's all equipment working, the instruments and the sensors. And have you briefed your your uh, your guests, if you will, because you usually have one pilot. Sometimes you have a a co-pilot to help help with things technical. But everybody else is pretty new to this. So you have to make sure they understand what to do in case of an emergency, what buttons or what uh, things to say over the underwater telephone. It's a, it's a, a carefully choreographed ritual. Professor Don Walsh speaking to us earlier. And you can get the latest on the search for the submersible on the BBC News website and mobile app.